How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the Little Things with Mitch. And Jake. Jake, episode 26 should be a fun one, kind of going over it a little bit. Uh, Really enjoyed so far the first 25 episodes. How you been? Been living the dream, man. Not to steal your mantra there, but things are good. Things are really good. Uh, Spent a weekend back home here with the family, and it was just nice and relaxing and and good to get away for a while. How you been, man? Good, good. Uh, same kind of deal. Planning school, COVID. I mean, everyone's dealing with it right now. But I'll be interested to, you know, listen back to episode twenty-six, a handful of years from now, and COVID. That yeah, that was a big issue back then, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be one of those things with the the history books and stuff. I mean, it's it's significant. You know, you you sit down and do a history class and i mean this is going to make the books and i don't know interesting it's one of those times in history that it's going to be remembered and you you remember where you were at when all this stuff was going down and i talked about this a little bit this weekend but there's going to be a new normal you know i don't i don't know if we're going to get back to what normal was you know before march 11th and everything started to to hit the fans so it's going to be interesting and 2020 has definitely been been something else to say the least but but we're pushing through aren't we gotta be gotta be throughout this season we're going to be talking about things we have given up on one organization that will always be there for us in a time of need is the national guard today's south dakota army national guard remains strong with more than 3100 soldiers available to execute its missions the mission of the South Dakota Air National Guard is to provide combat capability to the war fight, security for the homeland, and provide combat ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question of the day, what is something you've given up on? The answer to that question, making everyone happy. If there's one thing I've learned in my little time in education, because you kind of look at some of these teachers that have been in education for 40 years, I'm just starting my ninth. When you make decisions to try to make everyone happy, turns out you don't make anyone happy. What is your first response to this answer, Jake? I love it. I'm excited to dive in, Mitch. This is... You know, I was talking about it with my dad this weekend. This season is is a little bit more in-depth, if you will. It's a little bit deeper. It's a little bit more somber. And just posed, you know, with the question posed, naturally you're going to get some of these answers. But I'm excited to dive in here because making everyone happy, I think, you know, I think all of our topics are, are relatable, some more than others. But I think this is something that everyone struggles with at at some point in their life and may still be struggling, you know, depending on on the the time and place and space that you're in right now, but making everyone happy 
is something that evolves over time and something that we we tend to struggle with you know some more than others and i'm excited to dive in and kind of feel you know feel if we can peel back the pieces a little bit you know it sounds cliche if you will you know over top making everyone happy sure that's impossible but but what exactly does that mean? I'm excited to dive in and see if we can open up this conversation a little bit. And we kind of had a preview of this question in Season 1. Landon McGilvery sent us a question on something like this. He said, why why people can't be themselves? He was just curious on why they can't just do what they want to do and they don't. why do they worry about what others are doing? Uh, we will touch on it and kind of want to dive in a little deeper. But I guess the question what I've got for you to start things off, Jake, why must we feel accepted and liked by everyone around us? I think it's something, and I mentioned it there, Mitch, I think it's something that evolves over time. And we can put ourselves in, in the shoes of, you know, kids everywhere. And especially when we were younger, too, we had our own experiences and everything. When you're young, there's that feeling of, of acceptance and of making everyone happy. You go to school and you spend time with all the different kids and inform your friends and whatnot. And, and there's a lot of decisions that are made and some are questionable, some are not. And, and you kind of go through, you know, the ups and downs of, of adolescence, almost, you know, trying to form a little bit of an identity and trying to form who you are. But a lot of that is based on, on your friendships, you know, that you make through your sports teams and school. And it feels really, really important, and it is to to some extent to, you know, have that acceptance and have that friend group around you. But as as we grow older and as you grow, it tends to kind of circle back in a little bit. You kind of basically form a a better frame of mind where you're looking after yourself a little bit more, and your circle of influence gets tighter and tighter and tighter as you grow. But I think it's something that evolves, making everyone happy. It, it evolves and forms a little bit and is especially relevant to, to young individuals and children, especially in schools. Well, I'm sure people that are listening have heard this before, but you you turn into who your friends are. I mean, really, not 100%, but you, you kind of take some of the the characteristics and the traits and some of the tendencies that your friends have and your family too. I mean, the people you surround yourself with, eventually you, you, you kind of become them. Uh, you probably heard that someone goes away for a summer, th- a couple months, and they come back with terrible language. I mean, bad bad language. And where did you learn that? Well, probably the person they were around with for three months had kind of a mouth of a sailor. We see that quite a bit. And I, I think uh, as we continue to get older, it's the same way. But my question is, does upbringing play a role in this? Does the the relationships that we build or lack thereof play a role in how we need to feel accepted by everyone else? And I I think it does. I think the relationships that we build or, again, the lack thereof play a role in how we respond and how we build relationships with other people around us as we get older. We have a sense of uh, insecurity. Uh, with with those relationships we see what a good relationship looks like or what we think it looks like because just like anything you don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes but we see these relationships we see these loving relationships around us and we kind of put ourselves in those shoes and you know we come up short 
and I think that's what we long to get are those relationships and I don't know I think we do things that we later regret we do things that aren't true to ourselves to try to be accepted because of our past uh, relationships I'm re- I'm with you Mitch and I just wanted to comment on something you said right there you mentioned it you go away for a summer come back and you have the mouth of a sailor <laughs> that was nicely put but it made me think of you know when you're younger and you have your childhood friends you you want to make them happy right you say yes to everything whether it's a good decision or a bad decision maybe you're out late one night with a group of friends but you want to make them happy right you want to be accepted and then you go home and you get in trouble and what's the first thing you do as a kid well, you, you blame it on fingers. your friends don't you you blame it on your friends you point fingers right so the same people that you wanted to be accepted into and wanted them to like you you're pointing fingers at them and blaming them for for your decisions. So it just kind of makes me laugh in his little little shift in perspective there. But to comment on the relationships and the upbringing, I think it's big time. I think that oftentimes kids will do the opposite, and maybe you can attest to this a little bit. If, for example, if your parents have a super loving and and caring relationship and are always lovey-dovey and whatnot there are kids out there and this happens all the time that they're a little bit opposite they're a little bit brash they're they're they distance themselves a little bit in schools and the opposite can be said true um can be true as well too but i think that's something that that kids struggle with to find that that gray area area you know as as i mentioned earlier you're kind of forming who you are as as you grow up and trying to figure out where you belong and you want to be accepted into different groups and the way you were brought up and some of the core values and the foundation that was laid out sometimes you follow that that path and those decisions and other times you kind of want to rebel and and go the opposite way what are your thoughts on that well i think you want to become your own person um that starts at an early age at times uh sometimes you want to affiliate but everyone knows that their their mom is like the worst person in public uh, when you're 17 years old, that's the last person you want coming up and getting that dirt off your face and all that stuff. You know what I mean? But um, I think at times we, we do. We want our own identity. But when things get tough, when the when the seas start to to get rough, we go back to what we know. And we go back to, to what we're comfortable with. And I, I think, does that kind of answer your question a little bit? Uh I think we want to go out and get accepted until it's inconvenient to us, until we've found ourselves in a unfamiliar situation and we reach back to what we know. It's the same kind of thing. I've brought this up a handful of times with, with an abusive relationship or an addiction. I think we we know what we want. We know that, hey, we got to do this. we got to become better. we got to become our own person. But when things start to get tough, we go back to what we're comfortable with. And that's not always a good thing either. That isn't always a good thing. And that ties into being just comfortable. You know, we've talked about it before, Mitch, but it's, you know, what I think about when you say that is, is intuition, like your intuition, your gut is telling you that, you know, maybe I'm not hanging out with the the right people. Maybe I'm not in the right group. Maybe I should stop you know, going out late and making bad decisions and ruining my next day. Like intuition in your gut is, is telling you that it's wrong, 
but it's also super hard to make that decision and put your foot down to leave you know a circle of influence or leave your friends uh that that maybe aren't making the best decisions because again you, it turns back to you want to be accepted you want to make everyone happy and that's a really tough choice and a really tough place to be and quite frankly that's where a lot of people get stuck and are continuing to be stuck you know in today's world it's it's tough to i think it's super super important to look out for number one i think that's important and i might dig into that a little bit deeper later on but if you if you don't do that you're just constantly in this this gray area being pulled in in two different directions one from you want to call it intuition or trust or faith pulling you one direction and then there's the direction that's pulling you the other way is, is you know the bad decisions the the people that aren't the best for you and and you kind of have to walk that that gray area do you kind of get what i'm saying there I do. I do. So we've kind of been all over the board with this and where this kid's coming from and their their past and their their ability to be accepted and their views on it. But I just, I want you to, for a second, Jake, put yourself in that kid's shoes. Who are they trying so darn hard to make happy? Why? And why are they? Why are they out here worried about this they're stressed out about it they're going to write it down on the sheet of paper fold it up they're worried about it who are they trying to make happy and why well the only way to put myself in this kid's shoes the one that wrote the answer here is to put is to to reflect back and put myself in in those shoes and put myself in the lunchroom in the cafeteria in you know seventh eighth ninth grade whatever it was and when I when I think about that and think of where I was at growing up and and the decisions I was making, it tied directly into this answer, making everyone happy. And the problem there is you just put yourself in bad situations. And I think too, you know, when I put myself in this kid's shoes, you never know what happened. You know, you don't know what what transpired, what the the prior couple of days you know what what happened at home what happened at school what happened during the game you don't know what happened but something is is triggering this kid you know i mentioned intuition just a bit ago something's triggering this kid to say hey i'm giving up on on making everyone happy because it's not making me happy you know you talked about you want to form your own identity you want to be true to yourself and and maybe this kid is is a little bit more mature and kind of came to a um, a, a standpoint where they couldn't take it anymore and, and just said, you know, this is enough. I, I'm done making everyone happy. I'm going to be true to myself. That, that's kind of what I think about, you know, kids in, in school, they got a lot going on, Mitch, as you know, being in the education industry, kids have a lot going on in school, sports, uh, pressure from parents. They got a lot going on in the home life. Their Their mind is just racing all the time. And I actually give major props to this kid because it, it seems like they're mature and they're they're at a point where they're you know developed uh, mentally and emotionally to say, hey, I'm not happy right now, and and maybe the decisions I've been making based on what others want or what others see fit for me isn't the best, and I'm going to go down a different path. I'm with you. <clears throat> I'm with you, plain and simple. 
these kids are dealing with a lot and they come from different backgrounds they come from different scenarios uh, family life friends uh, different things like that maturity level uh, experiences situations that they've been through so I look at the magnitude of problems I, I if I were that kid I'd say where am I at in my life before identifying what that problem actually is and the reason I say that Jake the reason I say that is one kid can sit here and think well so-and-so is supposed to save me a spot at lunch and it could ruin their day it could literally ruin their day and that's the worst thing that's happened to them all week and it ruins their whole week even after that and then you've got a kid about three people down that if that happened to them if that was the worst thing that happened to them in a day oh they'd be in great shape they can't catch a break so you look at the magnitude of problems and all students have problems and it could mean different things for different people depending on who it is so I, that's kind of what I look at it to this person that is writing this is this a person that's just like oh my gosh I got an A- minus on my math test and geez so and so didn't look at me and wave at me I'm just done making everyone happy or is this someone that's really dealing with some issues that seem, can't seem to impress anyone and they're almost feeling like they're invisible I'm just I'm done with it I guess that's that's kind of what I look at. What I thought of, Mitch, when you were saying that, and maybe you can piggyback off this a little bit, it's almost perspective. It, it's a it's perspective. So you got the one kid didn't get a spot saved for him at lunch, right? And then you got the other kid who maybe had something happen at home and is completely out of it. And I think of back to what you said earlier of, of upbringing and relationships. And oftentimes you see... You know, what you see on the outside is often a highlight reel. I think of like the Joneses or a super well-off family. Seems like they got it all together, you know, always got the light beaming on them, etc. But when they get inside the walls of their house, they're miserable. And I'm not saying this for everyone, but there's just examples out there. And the kid in that environment is just not happy and, and is not doing well. And then they bring that to school. Okay, so you have that on the one end of the spectrum, and then the other end of the spectrum, a kid didn't save a spot for him at lunch. That kid could come from a family where, you know, they're they're making ends meet, they're they're hanging on, but they got a a good foundation, a good relationship inside those walls of the family dinner table. They all get along. They got a good thing going, and from that kid's perspective, the problem is isn't as large or isn't as big because the perspective is so much different than than the kid that's coming from the the joneses and i i just think that perspective plays a big part in that and and the thing is kids in school don't know any different you know they're still growing they're still learning about perspective and and different choices and and different ways that life can take them but it's you know you only know what you know at that point in life so does that kind of make sense or am i off on yeah i'm gonna fire a question right back to you then you talk about perspective and dealing with it and that kid that their family struggles to to make ends meet but sees how hard their family's working what develops perspective you know like when we're moving forward as adults you know through our college years and adults now and uh, starting families and doing this and um, making things happen in our our occupation 
what builds perspective? I mean, why why do people at 16, why does this person have such a better outlook and perspective than this other 16-year-old? The only thing I could think of, Mitch, is, is experience. Perspective is built on experience. And that's simply just a thing of, of growing up. It's a part of, of developing and, and growing up. If, if that, that kid comes from that family that, that's making ends meet, that perspective is, is gaining ground, if you will. It's, it's gaining momentum as the kid goes to school and meets different kids in class and maybe gets to go to a birthday party and experiences some time with some different kids and just different perspectives from them. And, and you just, you gain experience and this is all part of being a, a young adult and growing up. But I think to answer your question, I think perspective builds on experience and the experience is, is simply just life lessons and life experiences that you go through events, situations, circumstances, relationships, ones that develop, ones that let you down and, and eventually end. It's just, it's an up and down continuous road that we're on in life here. It's a journey and, and a lot of it is is based on experience. You learn from experiences that didn't go so well and you enjoy and, and ride out the, the experiences that are going well for you. So just to put this into perspective, because I know you know, I think uh, your your siblings, for the most part, uh, you guys are very similar. Uh, you know, uh, Nicolette, Alex, and yourself, uh, very interested in athletics. Uh, had a, had somewhat of a, a similar upbringing, and as did I as well. But I'm looking at maybe a situation where there's siblings together that are dealing with the same thing, and they come out of the situation very, very different, very different. Uh, one takes this path, uh, you know, holds it against a, a set of parents or whatever that maybe struggled to be there for him or support him. And the other one says, I'm not going to be those people. I'm going to move for. I see it in education all the time. And you're just like, geez, how are these two siblings? They're so different. And I guess I, I look at that. You know, you, you talked about experience, but what happens if the kids have the same experiences, yet they are on completely different paths? I think it's important to, and I've referenced this before, Mitch, and then depending on how, how deep we go here, but I think your circle of influence and the people that you surround yourself with is super, super important. And when I think of siblings who are in the same situation and end up going on polar opposite paths, it depends on who they're surrounding themselves with and obviously the decisions that they're making on their own. One one sibling may be coming from that perspective saying, I want to get out of this. Uh, I'm sick of being content. I want a better life. I want, I want more. I want material. I want the, the highlight reel, etc." So they'll put themselves in situations and with people and in groups that will get them closer to what they think is that, that good life. So you got the one sibling heading that way. The other sibling, you know, you only know what you know up until that point in life they they see their parents working hard they see a, a loving foundation that that the family's built and they're okay with that they're content with that and they surround themselves with people who have have the similar belief and the similar uh, direction that they're heading and 
I think that can happen. Um, I that doesn't come from experience. You know, us us three siblings, we're uh, <laughs> we're competitive to say the least, Mitch. I don't know if you knew that or not, but to have two two siblings go in opposite directions, I think it's based on the different groups and the people in the circle of influence that they're in. And I think that's fair. I don't bring up my family much, but I think my younger sister and I uh, had very similar upbringings and. You know, I think the the people that she hung out with and the people I hung out with very different groups. Uh, both turned out okay. I mean, I know my sister turned out all right. It's still up for debate if I turned out all right or not. But I do think that we had we had very similar experiences. So I kind of look at how we kind of turned out and how that changes. And I think you're absolutely right. I think the group of people uh, that we hang out with, I think that plays a role. And we look back on those people. We have people there that we can trust. I think personality plays a big role in that as well. Just your your mindset and how things are going and where you want to... And being aware. Being aware of your surroundings. Being aware of what's going on and the people and kind of what their goals are and what they want to get accomplished. And I think all of that comes in into play in that situation, but kind of a rabbit hole we went down there but i think for the most part uh, an awesome conversation because that people deal with this stuff in education all the time you hear teachers say it, you hear community members say it like well so and so where in the world they come from their three brothers are nothing like this kid and chances are they all had the same experience and the buddies their buddies play a big role in in how things change their and it's a it's a nature versus nurture argument we could talk all month on this is the upbringings can be the same but is the science behind it the dna behind it is that all working in the same way too and those conversations interest me a lot because i know maybe i was just gonna say maybe maybe we do a follow-up episode on that because that that is very interesting that's something that we could dive into and and talk all month but I'll let you finish there, but that maybe that's something that we do a follow-up on, Mitch. Well, and like I said, I just look at like my my wife's family. They're, the sisters are very similar. They have different personalities, but they've, they've both done pretty well from the self, uh, for their, themselves. I think, uh, you know, two of them married very upstanding gentlemen. I'm not the verdict's still out on the third one yet, but, yeah, I, I just I'm interested because, I mean, Nish and I – had the same upbringing and yeah i could sit like i said i could sit here and talk about this for for hours but uh we'll move well, on I'm, I, I, I'm i'm glad you brought it up mitch because that that kind of rolls into something here that i want to get your your thoughts on when we talk about that and in surrounding yourself with the right people and in your circle of influence there's that that sense of belonging or or that sense of purpose you know that you're in the right group and I think some of that is is attributed to belonging and, and happiness and, and fulfillment, if you will. So um, I have a question for you here. You know, we, we talk about making everyone happy and, and belonging and acceptance. What What's the one true attribute or what's one specific detail? What's one attribute that you think that ties directly with, with the feeling of belonging? I think you're right. I think when we're we're younger, seeing uh, seeing people smile around us, 
is the biggest sense of belonging for us. It, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel welcome. And we do whatever we can to make the people around us smile. And it's not always a good thing. It's not always a true reflection of who we are. And, and that doesn't change too much in adults either, especially in um, not comfortable situations. But I think our relationships change. I think we rely on that constant and immediate feedback of someone smiling when we're younger. But I think that changes as we get older. I think we start to rely on different things. And those things that we rely on change the relationships and changes who we get into relationships with. And my two, I'm going to give it two because I can't even give it one. I believe we look for trusting relationships and supportive relationships. Those are the two. And the reason I believe that is because we're dealing with bigger things. You know, you've got families, you've got your jobs, you've got things that are going on, and the problems that you're dealing with are bigger, and you need people around you that are going to support you through that. Now, people are probably wondering, like, how many friends do you really tell everything to? And that's not what it's about. When I say trusting and when I say supportive, when you go out with those people and you hang out with those people, you trust that those people care about you. You trust that you can be who you are. And you know that they support who you are too. They're not going to try to change you to be someone you're not, which is very different in high school because we just talked about that with that smile. We could care less who you are, who you want to be. It is all me, me, me relationships that develop when you get older are now not about just me 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 they're about the whole group and when trust and support is built in those groups those are the best friendships you can have and you look at the relationships and how they change i know our listeners right now are good friends with people they met in high school chances are because those relationships evolved and if they didn't, you gotta get out of gotta get out of them because they're not helping you. But they needed to evolve from that fun time we're laughing, we're having fun, to now you can trust and you can support them to be who you are as you move forward. Yeah, I really I'll like get that. Off my so- yeah, I'll get off my soapbox here now. But here we go. No, let's stay on it. Let's keep it rolling. I love it. Uh, trust and support are huge and. What you mentioned there at the end was was having that that close knit group of, of friends around you. Like you mentioned, it's not how many people you talk to, how many friends you have on Facebook, how many likes you get. It's about the quality conversations. One of the main purposes of our podcast, Mitch, when we formed it, was to further the tougher conversations. And I know we we had that conversation on the farm that one day, and that conversation and and what we've built here since has been based on trust and and support we've we're on a journey together and and we trust that we're in the right direction and we're aligned and to piggyback off what you said in the second thing we have the support behind us you know we have uh, a good following we have people reach out to us and comment how it's impacted their lives and and how it's changed some perspective and it's great hearing those things so yeah, I'm right with you on, on trust and support. When you were talking there, I th- I thought back to the story of what I mentioned earlier with with you go out with a group of friends and they make a bad decision, you come home, and the first thing you do is point fingers and blame others, right? Well, in a trusted, trusted and, and supportive relationship, 
for one, hopefully that that group of people they aren't going to put you in a bad situation. They're not going to put you in a bad situation because you're you're heading towards a, a similar goal. You know your your life direction is headed in a similar path, and I think what's important here is with the deep conversations that you're having with with that close knit group, you trust that other person. And a lot of times trust means having a difficult conversation and taking some some criticism. You know, it's it's I wouldn't call it tough love. That's not the word I'm looking for, Mitch, but if you express and show vulnerability and put yourself out there to a a person of trust, hopefully they're giving you a straight answer back. And I think that's one of the key key things that you referenced there was was trust is having someone to you know tell you how it is and and say the right thing because you know it's coming out of love it's coming out of that that support for you so I thought those two things were awesome trust and support it's similar to to what I think of in in alignment is one of the words that I thought of that that tight-knit group you guys are aligned and, and heading in the right direction and have similar goals and a similar out, similar outlook on life and relationships are everything man so I, I thought that was awesome before the end we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience we also uh, read a few shout outs as well comments from our listeners are brought to you by the Allen and Connie Fannin Foundation which is created to or was created to enhance the quality of life for children. Thank you for the support of the little things. Any comments you're hearing out there, Jake? Yeah. So the last episode that we put up, uh, what is one thing that you have given up on? My dad was obviously a very deep episode. I put that up on a few different social media platforms. And what's cool is we have we've talked about this. We have the support. We have a, a steady following that we're looking to continue to grow. But there are a few people that, you know, obviously there's people that don't know about us yet. And I got a couple of hits back and a couple of direct messages that said, wow, I, I didn't know you had a podcast. I, I can't wait to tune in. And I heard that from a few different people. So it's just exciting to to obviously have these conversations with you, Mitch, but to to see others connect with it and to, to follow along and to shoot us a text message or or a Snapchat or whatever it is here and there and, and just say, you know, this is awesome. Continue to, to do things and continue to make an impact. It just makes us smile and keeps this going. So I just, just wanted to share that with everyone. Yeah, I've heard a lot about episode 23 uh, with Dana Dykehouse. People are just really excited about it. Down-to-earth guy. Thought we had a really good conversation. So, yeah, again, check into that episode 23. Uh, the last episode of season two. Our last comments are brought to you by Safe and Secure Security Equipment out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They specialize in cameras and alarm door access. They work with schools, banks, medical facilities, and various commercial buildings around the Midwest and beyond. They are dependable, efficient, and get the job done right. Give them a call at 605 543 5068 for more details. So that's a wrap on episode 26. Jake, how'd you think we did? I loved it, and I actually have a question posed for everyone here. We want to hear from you. We want to hear some feedback on this topic. So the question I am posing to you listeners is what moment or event, etc., whatever it may be, 
What moment or event, specific time in your life, made you fully realize that you couldn't make everyone happy? So type that into the subject line and shoot us an email. It's thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Again, what specific moment, event, circumstance in your life made you fully realize that you couldn't make everyone happy? We'd love to hear from you guys and, and connect. I thought the episode was great, Mitch. This this season is is going to be a lot of ebbs and flows with the different conversations. And like I said earlier, I'm proud of this student for for the the maturity and the growth to to kind of come to and realize that hey i can't make everyone happy i'm going to start looking after myself i thought that's pretty neat and i thought we had a great episode yeah and we'll continue to to grow uh we're not done with this one yet again the first negative negative prompt i guess i should say and it's been it's kind of met my expectations and even more great conversations we've had a lot of good feedback here from season three a lot of things going here uh, well for the little things uh, people are starting to listen to earlier episodes I've, I've certainly appreciated that uh, they're they're checking in on our new episodes and they're going back and starting from the beginning I think we've grown a lot you know I think the people that are listening to season one and two and now have stuck with us up here now to season 20 or episode 26 I, I think people have really seen us grow. They've seen our conversations grow, and hopefully they're up for the ride because we got a little more to go, Jake. Uh, certainly appreciated the ride with you, and we'll keep pushing forward. Tune in for the next episode. The question, what is something you have given up on? The answer to that question, forgiving him. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.